This podcast is brought to you by Hover. Hover is the best way to buy and manage domain names. In less than five minutes, find your new domain, get it up and running, and start realizing your online idea. It's that easy. Try Hover.com and get 10% off your entire first purchase with the code CREEPER. Patch dropped a bomb right before the camera. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking some, about a Ebola. Some outlets. light Ebola talk. Yeah. Well, I was worried. Flip. I saw this PBS thing on Ebola, and there's a doctor they follow, a handsome gentleman, mm-hmm. and um, I'm worried he's the. I was like, don't let him be the one. Some doctor they've said <laughs> he's what too attractive to contract Ebola. <laughs> you can you can have very 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 serious topics uh-huh. that you actually, especially I I think it's fair to say that. Video games are a form of entertainment that people started at a fairly young age. Yeah. You think you guys were just looking at Ray tweeted about a speed run through Freddy Fish? Freddy Fish. What is Freddy Fish? It is uh, like a game for like six-year-olds where you click around and you have to find objects the other fish need. And my little brother <laughs> used to play it. And then when he got bored, I'd be like, I'm going to speed run this shit. <laughs> Say like how fast I could get through the little click-throughs. It's Freddy Fish. Yeah, but it's like, you know, something like the Ebola virus, I honestly feel like I can talk to my kids about it. And it's not from a place of, like, this big, scary, horrible thing because – at least not for my older kid because he's actually played um, – what is the – is it uh, the infection game where you play as the virus in it? Oh. Yeah. Uh, contagion? Plague? I want to say – is it Contagion? Plague. I want to Contagion is the zombie like plague, plague Incorporated. Plague, plague. Yeah. yeah. And there's, there's actually two big ones. Sickness that, that, that are Incorporated. Big. I think the other one is Pandemic or – that sounds right. I don't know why this is. It's a good word for it if it's, it's not. Yeah, they, they should browser. make one. Yeah, everybody names their virus like Shitstorm McGee, <laughs> and then it's like Shitstorm McGee. It's taken out the whole world. And you're Got like, a hey, wicked hey, case hey. of the McGees. But we were talking about the country Sierra Leone is now undergoing a mandatory three day quarantine where they're shutting down the entire country. Everyone has to stay indoors, and they're going to go. There's a very scary statement to make. They're going to go door to door trying to find. Hidden Ebola patients. Yeah, 7,000 like... teams are going to go door to door. But gosh. the craziest part in this PBS documentary that I tweeted out today and I, I sent to Bernie is there's a bit in the video where, uh, or a part of the video, where um, they go into the streets. There's riots in streets. And it's there's a rumor going around in one of the major cities that Ebola is not real and that uh, it's all a, 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 like all a, a farce to get people's blood. So they're going to Ooh, knock why? down the walls of the hospital and rescue the Ebola patients. Yikes. That's and already people, happened, hasn't it? Yeah, it's happened uh-huh. before. And, and in this documentary, they're trying to explain, like, guys, you're all going to – you touch these people, you'll die. Like, you can't – and they're like, it's – you're not – it's not real. You want our blood. And it's like, how do you – there's so much misinformation out there. Like, yeah. Yeah. How do you stop something that deadly? I tell you, that's one of the biggest challenges, I think, about fighting any disease in – in Africa especially or underdeveloped nations is that there's just a lot that goes along culturally with the way medicine is treated that is tough. But I was going to say with the video game thing is, you know, my kids have played or my older kid has played that game. And so you talk about things that we do in real life and it's actually in the game. You know, a lot of people who make game developers who make these games, they research these things. And like that is a headline you could see in that game of Mm -hmm. Sierra Leone shuts down ports or airports or quarantines the entire country. And you can actually, I can actually talk to them from a standpoint of saying you know how these things work in the game you're like i i can't affect that country because they've taken early steps and it's like 
it's things you can communicate. And you, you don't really think about that value with video games, so but it's, yeah. it's valuable. Video games have provided a context for a weird conversation to have with your son. So talk about would mass never, extinction no. of human life. Yes. yes. <laughs> Let's hope we don't have to have that same conversation with, like, Mass Effect. I don't know. <laughs> <you're> <laughs> the Reapers are coming. But. Remember that Nazi video game we played? It turns out they're back. All those zombies? All the time, man. <laughs> there was a video game, I think it was on PS1, and you were escaping from a concentration camp, and you could show people your papers. I remember that being, like, one of the buttons you could press. That's a PS1 <laughs> game, huh? Yeah. PS1, maybe? I, I was around that time when we were playing from PS1. What anyway, saying... we used to shoot Nazi guards and then be like, papers. So we used to think that was the funniest <laughs> thing they say Alps Pass and stuff like that? I think they ask, for, I know they ask for your papers. Like, what, you're, what you're describing actually sounds like one of the early original variations of Wolfenstein. There was Castle Wolfenstein, which was an Apple game, Apple 2E, and then there was Beyond Castle Wolfenstein, where it had speech, which sounded like, you know, like that horrible, like, mid-80s <laughs> speech. Yeah. Four-bit speech, yeah. And you had papers you could get, and you get, like, a guard's uniform, and it seemed oh, like, yeah. games will never be better than this. <laughs> <laughs> this is so realistic. Papers. But, uh, yeah, so it might have been, like, maybe a port, or maybe it, called, like, oh, inspired someone's by. Someone's gonna tweet it, yeah. Someone's gonna tell us PS1, what it is. okay, I'll pull up Something like that. Twitter. Well, before we Escape move to it further, should we introduce camp. ourselves yeah. real fast? Oh, yeah, hi. Yeah, oh, okay. hi, I'm Bernie. Oh, I don't I'm, think that counts. I'm Meg. That I just got marshmallows. That was the weakest thing he's ever thrown. Is that I don't know I, that. I, I, I don't want to be associated with It came from Gavin. That. I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's probably from the floor. I stepped on your introduction. Turning. There you go. And I'm Ryan Haywood, and the spirit of Gus is also with us. But, yeah, you Amen. Know, sometimes he's in the building, sometimes he's not. And also with you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Catholic jokes! <laughs> <laughs> it's the goal of any uh, routine broadcast to make the uh, control room laugh. That's yeah. always the goal. All right, and just like always, uh, if you want to tweet any questions you might have to uh, hashtag the patch. I'm looking this time, I promise. Uh, oh. Ryan promises he will be looking at them. Uh, yeah, I mean, eventually. Like, as soon as I can find which... Uh, there there it is. Twitter, Twitter. Well, hey. But while we're on the topic of current events and things like that... Yes. Um, you know, there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of video game uh, or video game impacting uh, news stories that are going on. Um, uh, you want to talk about game journalism or, or net neutrality? Net neutrality is today. Let me talk about that right, real yes. quick. So uh, net neutrality is the FCC has asked for open comments, and today is a day called Slow Down the Internet, right. uh, where people who provide content through big, big, big pipes are now trying to educate as many people as they can that there are you know actions being taken by the government that are being lobbied by big cable and telecommunications providers to make a different tier of services. And it's always funny to hear... Uh, how people approach the description of that. Like the content providers saying they're trying to make a slow lane and the providers or the access providers saying, no, we're trying to make a hyper fast lane. Right. It's yeah. like, you know, it's a classic political discussion, but it does affect gaming because, uh, you know, having Destiny launch this week is a great example of it. I don't think we realize just how much of our gaming experience comes across those enormous pipes. Um, you know, and while your particular connection to World of Warcraft or something like that might not, you know, use up a lot of bandwidth, Blizzard's connection to provide World of Warcraft does take up uh, an enormous connection. And more importantly, if you want to start an MMO like World of Warcraft or something like that, you're going to need access to these pipes in order to do that. And so today's a big day if you're interested about issues of net neutrality. Today is definitely a day uh, to get involved with that and educate yourself. And yes. There was actually someone that made a website to kind of illustrate what it would be like in the future if net neutrality kind of went by the wayside. And it was just showing like, hey, do you want, you know, premium access to your movie streaming here's you know 495 to add it to your account here and it's it's like a faux business site showing the kind of package building you might have to do in the future which is uh, i mean ultimately 
really scary when it's, you look at it. It's yeah. a pretty popular graphic that's gone around a lot, which is like you can imagine your cable services. Like, oh, you want your local channels. Oh, and do you want ESPN? Oh, and you want to pay more and you get HBO? They do the same thing, but HBO and uh, ESPN are instead Amazon and Netflix are on there. And YouTube yeah. is one of them, which is where a lot of you are probably watching this. Exactly, yeah. Um, Reddit has a big thing up today with the, a lot of the sites that are participating are using the uh, loading wheel. That's almost exactly what's on your laptop right now. I'm literally right lo- now. <laughs> looking at it. Um, and they're putting them on their site, and they say if net tr- neutrality goes away, you'll st- you could still be waiting. Like You could still mm-hmm. be waiting for this, this website to load. And if content providers don't pay that premium, they could be forced to have really slow, shitty websites. Yeah. Awesome. And the website I was referencing is jointhefastlane.com. Mm. And it's, oh, wow. It's a it mock, looks so legit. Uh-huh. It's, it's just a mock website showing, hey, and, and you know, they use like movie flicks and, and video tube. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's if, really if you weren't scared issue. already, that, that's the kind of thing that would really push you over the edge. And, uh, you know, I don't want to be too much of a downer about all this. Ebola. They're coming yeah. for our internet. <laughs> you know, I did, a, I did a keynote speech about net neutrality issues mm-hmm. in, for South by Southwest in 2006. They invited me to come talk about Rivers of Blue, but I thought this was a bigger deal. So I talked about Rivers of Blue for about five minutes and then <laughs> talked all about, like, I didn't call it net neutrality at the time, I don't think. I called it uh, just a war between content providers and access providers. And at the time, I was talking about things like iTunes because that was, that was big at the time. I mean, YouTube wasn't even around yet. Um, so it's been going on a long time. I actually think that, that while it's great that people are getting educated about it, I think most of these battles have already been lost. I'm sad mm-hmm. to say. Um, and so I think a lot of people should be thinking about what their strategy is going to be for a post-net neutrality environment. And I know that's a downer. I still think if you're an American citizen, you should call your congressperson, call your senator, and find out. But it's uh, – you know we've already seen Netflix – show that they're willing to pay for this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, when someone does that, I think it's just a matter of time before those things happen. I, and I kind of wonder if Netflix didn't do that specifically to show off the graph that comes as a result of that. So there's all these in- mm-hmm. graphics now showing the increase of the responsiveness of Netflix having now paid for that. Granted, the way they're couching this whole issue is not that they provided faster access. It just they gave them better links into the system. It's, it's about really a billion different ways you can describe it. description. Yeah. 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 So the, the best way to say it is what is – whenever one draws a network diagram, I've always – because I worked in telecom before this. What is a cloud to one group is not a cloud to the other people. There's a lot of people that cloud is their services and their business. And mm-hmm. so when Google draws search engine, draw cloud, there's somebody is providing that cloud to Google, you know, and Google's like trying to get around that by putting fiber in the ground. At least uh-huh. that's what they say they're doing. You know, they've had a, they've had announced. But anyway, these are issues that could affect gaming as well. Don't want to get yeah. too much into political stuff here, but it could definitely affect the way that games are, are provided. You know, uh, as more and more content moves online, as more and more co- content is dif- delivered digitally, you know, these things are going to matter to you, and it'll matter to you in a way that. Sure, Microsoft and Sony, they can absolutely pa- pay for these faster hyperlanes or whatever. They will pass it along to you, and mm-hmm. they will pass it along to you at a profit. Mm-hmm. You know, They're not going to say, oh, it costs us five bucks extra to deliver this here. It's like, or it costs us 13 cents extra to deliver your 17 gig game. But who's going to pay 13 cents? We'll make it a buck 99. Yep. You know, or we'll make absolutely. it five bucks. That kind of thing will take place. But if they made it $2 even, then you wouldn't pay it. At <laughs> no, 99, that 99. That's where the money's at. You get away with something then. <laughs> Well, yeah, okay, so that's kind of net neutrality. Do we want to address it? So many people have been asking us to talk about the whole issue of the game journalism that's been... I mean, it was an issue kind of raised by uh, the Zoe Quinn situation and by Feminist Frequency. Feminist Frequency. Anita Sarkeesian, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag Gamergate. But really, I mean, uh, so they raised the issue. I don't really want to talk about those people's personal lives. I mean, 
They've had a lot of trouble. A lot of it's hearsay at this point. That's kind of a whole issue where it's piling on just misinformation on top of misinformation. The larger issue here is it seems like the Internet had this weird collective innocence when it came to game journalism. Like game reviewers were some kind of sacrosanct uh, group of people who were never influenced by anything outside of just their innate desire to review games. It's just I'm, like he well, got popped. Like an enthusiast press. Right. That's a really good a really good way of talking about what video games journalism is. They are all fans. They are all going to love what they love and hate what they hate. But it's not like like the internet is kind of acting like, oh, we didn't know people might be influenced by things. But every time you post something like, I like Call of Duty, Call of Duty fanboy, like you, you, everybody says you're biased already. Like you've been saying it forever and you'll continue to say it forever regardless of what comes out. We're going to slip into a huge discussion here. Uh, oh. That I think we I think we are because like especially like what Meg just said is like something that's going on now where jur- the gaming journalists are having to defend themselves. One of the reasons why we stayed out of this discussion and we all talked about it internally is that we're all very comfortable with the fact here at Rooster Teeth that we don't call ourselves game journalists and we do not consider ourselves to be journalists. No, we do not. Um, journalism means something very specific. Um, you know, we report on gaming news and we report on what's going on games. At the end of the day, these are discussions of consumer electronic products, essentially, is what this is. And I think that a lot of gaming places that are being attacked for being the, having their journalistic integrity attacked, they're responding and defending themselves. And there's been this this is this was, I thought, a really disgusting like trend, which was like they were calling gamers over and they started attacking their own audience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they were going after that. And, I, and it's like, first of all, you you can't do that. I mean, that's 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 a horrible thing. Slate.com did a great story on it. But they were going after the gamers saying gamers are dead, the gamer culture. I got to say, the game press can't be surprised by the reaction for the gamers either. They live and die. They understand the culture of gaming. And the, the, the language and the vernacular of gamers is winning and losing. That's what it comes down to. And they're, everything is winning or losing. People are win or lose press conferences. You know, yep. They win or lose launches, console wars, you know, and things like that. Gamers think very much about winning or losing. And I think that's what all this stuff boils down to. And we're not going to be able to cover all of it here, but I think it all boils down to who's winning, who's losing, and more importantly, cheating. Cheating is mm-hmm. a huge thing, and if they think someone is cheating the system in some way, right. then they're going to attack that. It's just become, I think, it's. I think it started out with good intent, I, uh, sort of, really? maybe. You know, <laughs> not, like not like the Zoe Quinn thing. And again, we're not going to touch it because that's just sticky all the way around. Yeah. Um, but I think the idea of journalistic integrity, some people had this, they wanted to know just if people were being biased. And I understand wanting to know if your media is biased. I understand that. I think that's pure. And I think that that is a question that could be asked and should be asked. Absolutely. But then it turned into this witch hunt thing that just got out of control and is out of control still. And I, I don't see the value in that. I feel mm-hmm. like um, Kotaku in particular has uh, done their part in answering the accusations that have been brought up against them and then kind of saying like that's it like we're done now we're done explaining you know we said what we said and i the you know i stand by my reporters and and that's that and leaving and i think you have to because people will never put an end to it themselves no one will ever be like oh all my questions have been answered thank you very much i have said thank you the internet as a whole has decided that you are done you've answered everything and we're not we're listen we're not going to be able to answer all the topics on this patch either you know for an hour it's like there will be people we didn't talk about this particular thing that happened in this instance no, we're not going to get to it, probably. You know, this is just a general overview of the situation as we see it. Um, and the other thing, too, that goes back to the uh, Anita Sarkeesian thing, the feminist frequency thing. We've actually brought up her videos mm-hmm. on the patch before. Uh, I thought they were really interesting. I do think it's a little hypocritical 
for if I were to have a topic on the patch where I said, I don't think video games are art. They're not. They're just digital, like, goofball, fun games. We would be destroyed. That video yeah. games are absolutely art. In the same sense, and I agree with that, video games are art, you know? Tycho from Penny Arcade said it best. You can't have 300 artists work on a product, and the product is not art. It is. Uh, art comes with criticism. Yep. All art is criticized. You're going to receive criticism. And for someone to be out there, a critic, and say, you know, that this game is sexist, um, it, it's, or it's, you know, uh, anti-woman, you know, you're, that, is a, that is a totally acceptable criticism to make of any work of art. So if you're one of those people that believes that uh, video games are art, you have to understand that there's going to be criticism. Yeah, I just think that people I, – my thing that I kept saying when I was tweeting about it was if you agree with her or not – the treatment of her, her family, the death threats having to flee her home and her parents' home, unacceptable and should not be supported by anyone, regardless of how you feel about her content, absolutely disgusting and should be treated as such. But people are having, some people are having a, a tough time extrapolating those ideas, saying, I disagree with this person, but I don't think they should be treated like an animal. I mean, that's, to me, I feel like fairly elementary, but a lot of people are saying, well, she did this, so she deserves what she gets. We should never, as a culture, as gamers, as anybody, as people, as human beings, accept that treatment of somebody, on regardless. E- At all, yeah. on an individual basis in any way. But also, do you think that those individuals who are doing those really horrible and stupid things, do you think that's endemic of the culture as a whole? I hope not. I mean, I, I don't think it is. I don't want to say, I, I hate when people say, like, gamers are just like that, because I grew up playing video games. You know, my mom plays video games, my grandmother my whole family and none of us would dream of doing that and i know a lot of really great damn decent people who would never do that who also happen to play video games so i think the idea that it's endemic of gamer culture is a little bit offensive uh, or a lot offensive um but there are people who do it and it's you know any group has some bad apples and it sucks that bad apples are so vocal i mean it's essentially sort of a microcosm for humanity at large i mean we have every group has extremists that bring a bad label upon the group as a whole. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are facing that at, at a political level every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's always the people who are willing to take it too far that get the most attention. And it's sad. We need yeah. to remember it at heart we need to stay humans and not go down to this level. Yeah, I agree. And I also agree, you know, taking the other side as well, there has to be, if you're a professional person in a career, there has to be an objectivity to yourself. Sure. Uh, and that if you are biased in some way, unfairly biased. I mean, obviously, if we sit on here and say, you know, I like Donkey Kong, it means I'm biased for Donkey Kong. I like it, right? right? But if there is – and you have to be objective about this and know where those lines are and they're not going to be that clear. You have to determine them for yourselves is if you have that, you have to recuse yourself from things. You know, mm-hmm. you have to realize when you're in a situation that does not qualify you to make a judgment on something and pass that judgment along to people without those disclosures. If – it was a real journalistic organization. They would they would include those disclosures. They would say, "How often have you read an article where it said, hey, here's the new Disney movie? By the way, this paper is also owned by you know, Walt Disney Incorporated or you know Fox News or something like that, some kind of holding company that owns all these companies. They make very clear uh, efforts to, to disclose those kinds of things. And people are used to reading those, and then when they read you know enthusiast press, mm-hmm. It looks the same as, a, you know, that's the part of our culture right now. You can make a webpage that looks just like the New York Times if you want to. Yep. But it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be hold themselves to the same standards. Probably, honestly, because they don't have the same level of education and training. 
And that's what I think we realize here is we don't have that level of journalistic training. So we don't consider ourselves to be journalists. That's why we don't do reviews. Well, and I think on top of that, like, I felt like a dumbass before this because Bernie was like, everybody's cool with saying that we're not journalists. I'm like, my journalism degree is just going to bury itself. <laughs> well, there you go. But yeah, I'm not a journalist. No, I'll totally say that. Um, Here, here's, here's a line, I think, that, mm-hmm. that, that why, yeah, you, why, why I'm comfortable saying that. And because if you go to report on something, okay, uh, for a gaming company, it is a standard practice that they put a piece of paper in front of you that said, here's the date at which you can talk about yep. this. This is called an embargo. And you have to sign this. And, of course, you're going to sign it because everybody signs it. And you won't report on this until August 21st. And then you can do all your videos at the same time because we want everyone to be able to put their videos on the same day. And we've determined that's the best day to get that coverage. That's not journalism. That really isn't. That really isn't. I mean, I if you went to the White House and the, the president said, you know, this or that, and, oh, don't talk about this yeah, till Thursday. Yeah, we got aliens, now. but nobody can talk about the aliens <laughs> till Thursday. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure someone can have their press conference. With exclusive rights with the aliens PR man. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I'm They sure, want to be presented in the best light. I'm sure those things do exist, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where there are situations where there are embargoes in a normal press journalism situation. And Patrick, you could probably let me know about that. But those are... More so the exception. I, that happens every single day in games journalism. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think the other thing is that people don't maybe take into account is what they perceive someone to be, they then label them as. I see you presenting news. I think you are a journalist. I see you talking about a topic. I label you this. If you do not live up to my standards of what this person should do, you are wrong. And it's like, you, uh, I didn't call myself a journalist, so just because you think I'm a journalist doesn't make me a journalist. That kind of thing. You know, people react negatively. Like, you shouldn't be able to do this because you are this thing. I I am not that thing, so I shouldn't have to act that way. Well, so, in I think very it's, vague terms make any sense. We're still kind of we're, the the weird thing is we're kind of standing at a precipice right now where the world is starting to shift away from that sort of journalism anyway. Where yeah. the people, I mean, aside from that, you could just go to look at the reviews on Amazon or on any number of different sites that actually allow a, a group of people to respond to a game and you know dig through the criticism there. And usually this kind of stuff that floats to the top, there's some speculation that it maybe occasionally the site may be ma- managing. Like, yep. maybe those one stars are just getting suppressed. Or but a Yelp, like a can, Yelp type thing. Yeah, but a lot of times you still, you can find someone that has a good pro and a good con, mm-hmm. and they're just going to tell you what they feel. Yeah. That person is now suddenly more trusted than a journalist. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because they're just presenting an honest opinion. And I think sometimes that's kind of where we fall in, because... Uh, especially with like let's plays, and that's where a lot of people are going now to market their game. Is they're sending out codes to people that do uh, let's plays and streams. Uh, those people are just gonna play the game. Like we're gonna get in there and we're gonna play it and we're gonna say what we think about it. Right. And if they don't send us another code after that, then they don't send us another code after that. Right. But uh, they get what what we think of it exactly, unfiltered. And my personal philosophy is, if I really don't like something, I don't spend a lot of time talking about it. That's mm-hmm. the way I review n- things I don't like. Is I just I just don't bring it up. And that way it's like I'm not giving it publicity or anything like that. But the real deal for me is that I know if I sit on here and say this game is bad and you shouldn't play it, there's somebody probably playing that game while they're watching this. You sure. know what I mean? And they're having a great time. And it's like why take away somebody else's audience that likes that thing? You know what I mean? Whereas, you know, if people rely on us for, you know, as a kind of an authority or, you know, a trusted source for what they should like uh, or should they should try out. We, we will endlessly talk about games yeah, we like. We like you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I talked about Contagion about 50 times in a row and got blasted for it. But it's a great game, and I liked it. 
All right. Well, tell you what. Let's uh, let's move away from the, the deeper stuff. Let's, let's get back to fun. Ebola. And listen, I also want to say I, I don't want to go the other extreme Ebola. and say like the, the death of gamer culture. I'm not saying the games journalism doesn't exist. There's rare there's rare exceptions where people actually mm-hmm. do investigative reporting and are you know the plot. lowest lane of the in, in game <laughs> reporting world. I mean that's the ideal, right? Is yeah. that that reporter that's going to go to no end to get the story and the honest story and is going to report that honest story despite what anybody says, right? Exactly right. That's what you're looking for. Who didn't make their appointment through a PR company. Right. <laughs> that, that they climbed the, the fence. Well, I really think once you contact and have a phone conversation with a public relations firm hired by a company and they make an appointment for you to meet them, then you're probably – it's, it's a little questionable. It's a little questionable. And the person isn't currently involved in like a sex scandal or something like that because <laughs> those people get PR firms right away. But anyway, so there's a, a game that came out. There's a this game. week, I think mm-hmm. it was the fate. No, oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, Tip of my tongue. The fates. Well, the some nests? some company called like Springy Cord. Oh right, yes. I'm too let you see how far you're gonna take Destiny. this thing. Destiny. Hey. Destiny. There we go. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good place to. <laughs> so yeah, oh, so okay. Des- Destiny came out, uh, and I got it. What did you get it on? I got it on Xbox One. I got it on Xbox One because that's easier for working in the achievement hunter office. Yeah. And, and I, got, I don't have a PS4. I got an Xbox One back, you know, based on my long history with Bungie. It's like I play their games on Xbox, even though it's like I guess this feels like more of a PS4 game, you know. And quite frankly, I do like the PS4 controller a lot. Really? Do you like it better than Xbox One? I've had to make an adjustment for, like, bringing up the ghost from that big pad that mm-hmm. they have, the touchpad, which really is just a click pad. I never used it to touch in any way. It had some integration in uh, the Shadow Fall or whatever that uh, that first release game was, but... Not much. It was like swipe left or swipe right. Yeah, that exactly. It. It's like connect stuff. But I also found out you can use it to type, too. Really? You can move the cursor around with that thing. Oh, okay. You can bring up a keyboard on there, yeah. You can also use six axis to do it. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you try to type like this. You will not be well, at 80 words per minute. feel like you're typing, but also piloting a spaceship. Yes. Exactly right. Yeah, I'm typing in the environment. <laughs> Texting in space. So, uh... I loved it. And then on the topic of bias, I mean, I made a tweet, uh, the only Gamergate tweet that I've made, which was like, for full disclosure, I've slept with Bungie, which is like, I'm clearly biased uh, towards Bungie games. I mean, Bungie is a big part of the story of my career. You know what I mean? So, you know, if you're coming to me to, you know, hear that, that Destiny is an incredible game and I played it all night last night, that's not, that shouldn't surprise anybody. Right. But at the very least, what I can say is they did nothing after essentially a five-year break. They did nothing to put a dent in my bias. Because I think that game is fantastic. Well, okay, let's break it down for a minute. So, what do you like about it? Gameplay. The gameplay. The, so, just minute-to-minute actual experience of the game. The it, feel of the game. Yeah, so I okay. played in a fire team last night. It is a couch, FPS co-op. It plays just like that, where everyone's playing. You're on the same land, but it's, like, completely disconnected. You're having your, ho- your own experience, and you're roaming your free world. Mm. I think it's, like, it, it's the next best extension of all the other games that people were already comparing it to, you know, like Borderlands or Planet Side or, uh-huh. or things like that. To me, it's just like they got their gameplay down and they did it right. How far into it have you gotten? Uh, I am through all the moon missions. Okay. And I'm playing with Ashley and JD, our 12-year-old. Okay. Uh, do you not feel like maybe the story has been a little underserved? <laughs> I think it's underserved by the voice actor. But, was that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, poor Dinky so I guess to establish too, Meg, Dinks. have you played it? I have not. Last okay. night we had a, a Mario Party evening to celebrate Mario Party. Destiny's oh. release? No, we, played, <laughs> we got drunk and played Mario Party. It's what okay. we do. But then we're both going to be playing it on Xbox One. Okay. How come yeah. you guys haven't done like a Mario Party Let's Play then? I, um, 
I think the official PR response is there are some things in our lives we like to keep separate from work. I see. Oh. It's like Tom I Hanks think, and Saving Private Ryan. I get it. It's like, I hear Mario I Party. Uh... The ladies are, are more uh, entertaining when we play Mario Party. The boys are a little worried about it. I, get it? I know every time it's happened because it's always Michael tweeting about it that he just beat oh, the yeah. shit well, out of Oh, yeah. Well, Gavin want, beat the shit out of everybody last night, so I didn't see, raise it on up for the Brit. I, did, I didn't see a tweet last night, uh, so what a humble winner. Yeah. <laughs> so. He did a lot of air humping. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, Dinklage has been kind of... But he's a robot. I mean, he's, the, the Dinklebot Dinks. is... is He's playing a robot. Unfortunately, he's pretty much 90% of your dialogue in that game. I mean, Let me back up and say, I so far I'm really enjoying the game, but I do feel like they have let the single-player experience of it really fall a hmm. bit. Um, I finally got to a point where it kind of kicks up a little bit, where you get a cutscene. It starts to feel more like a game where someone's going to talk to you instead of you just wandering the world. Uh after you get to the second or third planet, I think right around Venus, there's a the mysterious person. Okay, I'm going to insert a small spoiler, but it's really not until you... Re- after you hear it, you will understand why it's not a spoiler, but it's a future information. <laughs> a lot of trust here. A lot okay. of trust. All right. So, you know there's the mysterious person. Everybody stop listening if you don't want a small In spoiler. the first cutscene, there's a mysterious person. The mysterious person. The mysterious person finally talks to you. And? And the first thing she says is, I don't even have time to explain why I don't have time to explain that to you. It's a 10-year story, Ryan. <laughs> I, I'm here to deliver some single-player experience, some story experience, but I don't have time for that. So just go somewhere else, Well, the, the th- is what she says to you. The thing is, is that there's more story to come. That's the whole is point. Is there? <laughs> I'm level 15 now. Out of how Out many? of 20. Yeah. And I finally got a cutscene where I might learn something about the story. I mean, it starts off with a, hey, you're back from the dead. Just go hang out. Wait, are you Talk playing by to your- me! Are you playing by yourself? Well, I mean... Hit or miss, depending okay. on who's there. Yeah, okay. but it definitely seems I to be feel a like even in a group, Ryan is playing by himself. Usually. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, <laughs> I just out. I feel like Borderlands One I could play by myself, but Borderlands Two I could not. So I'm I'm wondering which this falls closer to. I think that's going to be the issue. Is people that have been playing at co-op seem to be having a much more engaging experience with it. But usually, when you play co-op, do you sit there and watch the cutscenes together? You just kind of well, you can't skip them in in Destiny. That's definitely a thing. Yeah, right. Our uh, Ray made a tweet saying that they just hit him trying to. Cut through the cutscenes or skip the cutscenes, and you can't do it. Yeah. I don't like that. I think you should be able to do that, um, especially on subsequent playthroughs. I mean, you... listen, I can't really make an argument against what you're saying. The best I can say is that I haven't been paying a whole lot of attention to the story. There you go. I, I mean, have not been paying a lot of attention. I, if I you don't care, missions so much and doing it. I mean, I, get, I pick up some of the stuff, but in a fire team, we're actually set up in kind of a land environment, mm-hmm. um, and so it's like people are just talking through that uh-huh. stuff right now. Anyway, so and just picking up what we can. That's pee time. Oh. What? That's yep. when she gets up to pee. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you really not get that? That's what I nope. meant by pee time? Went right over I, my head. Did you think head. it was an initial? That's why. I, that yeah. pee. Pee time. I, maybe <laughs> it's, it's when you call your brother that's Peter. That's the urination or? time. Oh, got it. I thought got because it. we were all talking about the medical that. terminology. My first yes. thing was parlance time? Oh, pee. She had to pee. That's why I didn't like RA4. I mean, I love RA4. It's my favorite games of all time, but it has uh, QTEs and all the cutscenes, mm-hmm. and there's no pee time. Oh. No good pee time. Yeah, what is the game I played recently that was brutal about... Oh, it was Last of Us. The, the, when they, before mm-hmm. they did the patch on it, that lobby system where you'd wait like 15 minutes for a match, yeah. and you're like, all right, I'm going to go pee, come back, and I'm down eight levels. <laughs> they like matched me after 15 minutes, matched me, and in 30 seconds dropped me from the match because for an activity, and then like 80 of my survivors died. <laughs> so, yeah, that was brutal like that. All right, I'm going to read this real quick. Uh, when you have a great idea you want to secure, and you want to secure a domain, I'm just going to... Take two. Take two. Rick. When you have a great idea, you want to secure a domain name for it. Nope. 
<laughs> when you have a great idea, you want to dis. <laughs> here we go. I got it. I got it. I got it. Here we go. <laughs> when you have a great idea, you want to secure a domain. <laughs> I Domain got- name for it. You want something catchy and memorable to represent your online identity. Hover gives you exactly what you need to get the job done. Except for a working tongue. Get on that hover. We're not You'll find the perfect domain for your idea so you can get started working on it and move on to the next thing on your to-do list. Hover gives you easy-to-use, powerful tools to manage your domain so that anyone can do it. Except for me talking. You can get the perfect don- domain name and start building your web presence right away to take control of what people find when they search you- for you or your business online. Why am I having such a trouble reading things today? Such a trouble. Such a trouble. Try Hover and get 10% off your first purchase by typing in the promo code CREEPER. Should have been Stumbletongue, but CREEPER will do. Until September 1st, 2014, all of the new domain extensions are on sale. Summer is a perfect time to get started on a new project, so we wanted to give you some encouragement. Every single new domain is deeply discounted, so you can choose whatever one you want. Head over to Hover.com to see the full list of new domains. There are hundreds of new options and lots of great domain names still available. Try Hover and get 10% off your first purchase by typing in the promo code CREEPER. C-R-E-E-P-E-R. Right. Like the thing that goes boom. It's okay. I tried out for a... I apologize. <laughs> You're fine. You great. I tried out Thanks. for iBlade and I couldn't yeah. say Blue Prince Leak. And it was like one of the three lines in the audition. Didn't get the part, guys. Blue didn't get it. Prince. I literally like, went there like three times and I was like, Prince if these blueprints Prince. leak, but I couldn't keep I was like, blue puppy. <laughs> I find you should like, still hire me. Here's the way I find it works. Whenever mm-hmm. like like long dialogue, whenever there's a flub, you go through the whole thing, you have a flub like second to the last word. Then you're like, go again. Then you get about Tenth of the last word. Then it's just slowly yep. eroding yep. until you mess up the first <laughs> word, and then you're done, and you're fine. It's because so in your head you're going, I know the words. Oh, God, here it comes. Here, I'm going to get this one. I'm going to get this. Oh, God, I didn't get it. Somehow D's are just throwing me off. I you're fine. Domain. You did fine. Domain. I love the D. So while we're on the topic domain. of domain names, though, about the D. we talked yeah. about uh, domains on Segway Monday on the RT podcast, and I recommended we were talking about the promotion that Taco Bell had where if the space station mirror hit a like a 20 by 20 square in the ocean which they let out there to float everyone in the u.s would get a free taco and so i said like you could you could register the domain name free tacos from space somebody registered already so somebody has already started their web businesses business at uh free tacos from space any day now it'll rain tacos and i'll be the happiest man alive i'll just be out there with my mouth open stuff like that So are you are you going to go back to Destiny though? Do you find you're playing? Oh, no, it or? So I'm going to keep playing it. Like it is, you're right. It is an enjoyable experience. There's some weirdness to the fact that the the whole map thing is like, okay, I'm on the map, and now you just, oh, I need to go over there to start the real level. You know that because the maps are like the moon is the moon. So you go to a region of the moon essentially, yes. and that you keep going back to that region almost like as a hub for all the different story essentially, missions. Essentially, yeah, and it's yeah. all kind of like, oh, this part of the, this this mission is actually way over there. So between here and there is a bunch of enemies that really there's no point in you killing. And you can blaze through them on your uh, bike. You can, you can just go right yep. by them. I used to do that in Borderlands all the time. Be like, mm. yeah, I got to go back over there. And then I just, uh, I was uh, Lilith, so I would just phase walk mm. over there. and be like, invisible bitches. And then yeah. I'd run. Very similar, actually. I didn't really Not draw the bother. comparison, but 
Borderlands is absolutely the same way, where it's like your the thing I need to do is way over there. Yeah, I used to do that in, in WoW when yep. I was like running through an area and I was oh. like level forty eight. Uh-huh. Everybody running through and they're like, hey, there's a level fifteen guy from the alliance. It's just like walk by flame and just keep walking <laughs> and he dies behind See, me. I was a rogue, so I do the exact same thing where I'd be invisible and then I'd be like, ah, do my sprint. When you're like high enough level, uh-huh. you can sprint and be invisible at the same time. Oh yeah. You never stop to give him a little stabby stab. Um, I, right it's embarrassing to say that normally I was getting stabby stab, and I'd be like, "Mom, some guy's getting me," and she'd be like, "I'm coming, baby," and she'd come kill people for me. <laughs> she took me once to contested territory, and she's like, "Stick close, baby. Here we go." And this guy, these guys were waiting for my mom to get far enough away from me. They were kind of just hanging out and waiting. I'm like, "Mom, they're getting close." She's like, waiting okay. for my mom to leave. <laughs> So what real. a great gamer it's story. So this is amazing, real. especially because they don't realize the relationship here. So it's like a mother and her chick. I and then know. it's like, they're they just like, wolves yeah. lurking on the outside waiting to and pounce on the prey. Like, so many metaphors. To my mom on vent while being like, what, what's for dinner? Oh, God, they're going to get me. <laughs> so uh, have you ever revealed what your mom's character is? Because I'd like to take a guess and you what, take a guess, What too. kind of character? Like, what does she roll? Yeah. I'm going to guess dwarf. She's got several. But I'm going to guess her primary one that she had the longest time was she started off as a dwarf paladin. No. All right. Do we get to know? Can we ask a question first? Hey, sure. listen. I, I got well, no question. I, you should have thought of that. I got an answer. It was no. Horde or Alliance? Oh, God. I'm offended you would have to ask. And may your blades never dull. Horde. See? Okay. You, Always. You, there are, have, look, Gross. there are people Alliance. on the Alliance Whenever team. I, I'm not kidding. Somebody See, likes if them. If I dated, if I would go on a date, like, oh, yeah, he plays well. I'd be like. Order Alliance. It'd be very, it's very serious. Like Alliance, you cannot see this boy anymore. I, listen, oh. I, I think that, uh, I think we uh, have an idea for a T-shirt now, which is like your mom rolls whore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your mom's part of my Alliance. You could sell a different shirt. See, I totally guessed Alliance, and you didn't get insulted by yeah. it because uh, Paladin. Yeah, see, they, he just insulted your I mother. Get it, but it's, I said he no. I said no immediately. immediately. Well, she was acting like. Alliance, because she was being I all nice no. and protecting her daughter. Uh, or to be like, work it out. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with undead warlock. Oh my god, it is an undead warlock! Bam! You suddenly. But also, you, are you lying to warlock? me? No, should, I'm serious. Okay, cool. Also, um, you, you got warlock. to ask qualifying questions. It wasn't a competition yeah, anymore. You should have thought about that. I could have guessed undead warlock. That's well, what I was. You guess that. Undead rogue. You didn't though. That's the thing. Does she, she ever always... roll alliance? No. Okay. Never. No. She has a bunch of characters, but refuses. They're all horde. Yeah, you know, I never did that either. I never crossed over to those side. But but she World was, of Warcraft is the only time I played the evil side. She um she was in the beta, or she was actually in the alpha for the new expansion, and then the beta, and she was talking about crazy talk about doing alliance, um because she was like, I'm so familiar with the start areas, I could do them in my sleep at this point. I gotcha. Because she got so many different characters. <laughs> I like that. I can do it in my sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this is how I choose to spend my time gaming, and it's like I just roll to that shit. Like, Screw it. It's like Freddy so the Fish. So if she if she goes, I know right, Freddy Fish. <laughs> as many times as I can. I watched that video for the guy finishing Friday of the Fish. He clicked so seconds. fast. I just like, I get that other people like it, and especially if they've played that game, it's very important to them to see how fast it was. I was like, I have no idea what I just watched. I watched <laughs> a bunch of flashing frames and a dude clicking, and in 60 seconds it was over, and I, I got nothing from the experience. I get it. I mean, like, I... you played it. Well, it's a, I played a different Freddy Fish. There's several versions. But, I mean, I get I get the gist of the fish. Do they have, like, uh, a clock on there? Yeah, like a, a, t- a time yeah, that like runs. The, well, no, no, I, no, I mean, do they have, like, the uh, commands per second like they do in StarCraft? Oh, no. Uh, um, I just love watching speedruns in general. Like, I'm just like, ooh, when I watch a Link to the Past speedruns, I'm like, ooh, good, he nailed that bomb jump. <laughs> you know what? I was, uh, I guess, in a generation of people who enjoyed speedruns that it got ruined for me because there was some dude who was doing them in Japan and then come to find out they were edited in some very strange way, like he had a version of the game where he could edit the game, 
and not edit the video, in other words. Interesting. Yeah, and so it's like every time, I think it was in Super Mario 3, and every time I hear speedrun, I immediately think of that, and then I'm, in a way, You're not sad. interested. That's like, I always love the insults each culture has. Like, hackers call people script kitties, and like, yeah. t- uh, speedrunners have tassers. They're like people who use tool-assisted runs, mm-hmm. and uh, tool-assisted speedruns, and they're uh-huh. like, ew, tasser. Like, <laughs> like dirty yeah, tasser. tasser. You can't do that without your tass run. Like, <laughs> uh, Bernie, uh, Maurice yeah. Voss has pointed out to us that free tacos from space.com uh, has a picture of you on it. <laughs> Does it? Yeah, yeah. see, somebody's there got you go. like, Look at it, Bernie. Free tacos from space. Yeah, that's the Taco Bell thing, the, the target they put in the yeah. ocean. I, you can't see it, but yeah. But you can visit free tacos from space and get it. Also, um, Ryan, I, Bernie and I talked about this already today, but um, you remember that Wait, was video? This an intervention? The, no, remember that video of the Siamese cat that does the dubstep dance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a version of Bernie doing it. <laughs> I laughed for She's like be, 10 minutes. It was before Meg worked here and she hadn't seen it before, so she was really all wrapped up with the dance. So, I love when I like, find new stuff. I, was, I just was playing it like, hee, cat video, and Gavin walked over and he was like, oh yeah. It blew my mind. I can top that. So, um,. Uh, Destiny, back to Destiny. Yes. Oh, I mean, there's free tacos here. You look so unimpressed. That's free tacos from space.com. I just want to point out I did not give permission for my image <laughs> to be used for that. Wow. His likeness will not be appropriated. In you just way. gave him a new picture. Unless they can pay me in free tacos, which I won't eat. Um, Destiny. The uh, Yeah, so Destiny, uh, going back to that, I, I, I'm having a great time. I'm, I'm, I'm in that zone with a new game where I can't wait to get back and play it. Um, but I'm... You know, I'm curious to hear what further thoughts you have about it because I've really enjoyed the experience so far. Yeah. I will admit I did not really have a great time in the early versions of it, like the beta and the test mm-hmm. versions. I thought I was expecting more, and then I realized they were sitting on a lot waiting for it to come out. Like uh, if you played the beta, most of that was just on the Earth environment in old mm-hmm. Russia. Um, so when you talk about like going through the same areas again and again do missions, um, that experience is what is, is now extended with the retail version as well. Well, I, will, I do like that uh, each subsequent planet you go to has a very different look and feel to it. Uh, mm-hmm. The moon is very distinct from I've been to Venus uh, and I've been Earth. I've just those three planets. Mars unlocks later. Um, what about Mercury? Because they mentioned it in the opening. I don't think I've been to Mercury. I, from what I understand, I it's like one multiplayer on map takes place in Mercury. Could be. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've played that one. Uh, and each one looks very distinct. They do kind of fall into the same. I don't know if what happened. Somewhere between Halo Reach and then Halo 4, which I realize... This isn't necessarily a Bungie-specific thing. A lot of graphics have gone this way, but it's like they kind of desaturized the world. Like, Halo used to have these really intense, strong colors. No, like Halo 3 looks like a crayon coloring book, basically. And now everything, like Halo 4 and and Destiny kind of falls in the same thing, where it's almost like there's just a thin film over the lens, where it just slightly takes all the color out. Everything looks... Just a little gray, mm-hmm. which is a little weird to me. Well, if I was going to ask this question, I would come to you and ask it. Is there a technical reason to do that? Uh, I can't think of one off the top of my head why you would do that. I mean, right. that's just a saturation thing. Like, you you could easily have that same textures pushed to a further color. So it could be something just along the lines of, like, you know, an aesthetic that's popular right now. Well, like blue and orange posters a few years ago. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Honestly, a lot of what it could be is uh, as you move towards more realistic lighting, there's things like look global illumination uh, that tend to create a more washed out look because it's yeah. going to emulate a more photoreal light temperature and it can cause that effect but you can account for it yeah like if you it, it's kind of like people dipping their toes into the new world of realistic lighting and not quite pulling it back to something that looks more pleasing to the eye yeah or it's like when they had like huge environments when they were pushing the limits of technology back then they had things like bloom 
and mm-hmm. depth of field, which depth of field in a video game makes no sense whatsoever. Like, Actually, you say that, but there's an interesting depth of field that I noticed on Destiny. I don't know if you've noticed this yet. If you look at your gun, yeah, the closest part to you is just slightly out of focus. Is it really? Yeah. Hmm. I've noticed the uh, motion blur that takes place specifically when you take off on your bike. Like, there's a really good one there, I mm-hmm. feel like. And it even all, almost like it's like a... It doesn't look like a technical thing, but more like an artistic choice of like a stereoscopic effect mm-hmm. in, a, in a weird way to me. So I'll, I'll check that out. So is the 60 frames per second bothering you? Or have Not you limited at all. It? No, I've, I've made okay. it. I've, I've turned the corner, hopefully. And I didn't get a chance to see it, but I heard nothing but amazing things about uh, uh, 343's uh, Halo Master Chief Collection. The 343 version of Halo 3 and Halo 2 running at 60 frames is supposed to be just amazing. Amazing. And I can't, I can't wait to see it. I haven't seen it yet, so... I you know some of the maps that they've revealed for Halo Two. Um, I know people you know would expect that you know my favorite map would probably be Blood Gulch since I spent so much time in it. Uh, but actually, Zanzibar is probably the one I remember most. So I'm super excited to play that. Blackout's the best one. Blackout's great. Blackout's great. Blackout's great. It's been done a bunch though, but it's it. still it's a great one. It's Love a really it. great one. But yeah, uh, Destiny, it, great multiplayer oh. so far. It's yeah. a wrap it up there. I really oh. I, I always sound like I'm coming off really critical of these things, but it's because of the the things that I like I just enjoy playing them, mm-hmm. and they don't stand out to me as much so in the past were you a halo uh narrative fan did you like the story that the buddy was telling the two lost me a little bit because i I didn't like being the arbiter i didn't want to be the arbiter and they kind of made you be the arbiter so that took me out of it a little bit you're okay with odst and you're okay with reach uh odst and reach yeah i I thought they were decent experiences i mean they they at least told you a story they were very similar storytelling to like half-life where you were just in it and like Mm -hmm. the story would happen though halo did use more cutscenes. Uh, but uh, it was more of the traditional like interaction <laughs> narrative interaction. Just narrative. talk to me. That's all I'm asking for. Like yeah. you just give me a little You're floating so thing. I really am. Like <laughs> you just get, they give you Peter Dinklage and Dinklage doesn't seem to really care. And just every now and again, every now and again, he's like, "Oh, hey, check that out over there." Like, oh, yeah. uh, listen, that performance could be way way better. I mean, it really could. Dinklage does at times feel Thank like. You. Yeah, and it, we're, I'm a huge fan of Peter Dinklage. Yeah, so, but, but he's your only friend in this world. And he he's like, is. For such a prominent voice, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, uh, come on, get excited. Well, <laughs> we just killed an enormous guy with a sword. Something to get excited about is uh, they shipped $500 million worth of Destiny. Did they, they did? really? Yes. Ship. Shipped, not sold. Not sold, but. $500 million. $500 million. And it is the largest digital day one release in history, according to the press release. Did That's you get it digital? I did get it digital. How about you? Have you gotten it yet? I haven't gotten it yet. But it's in your house. Did you have it by digital? Uh-uh. So, yeah, he does have a digital. Oh, he does. Oh, he does. No, I mean, like, I I don't know if it's in the house yet is what I meant by that. Oh, I see. So we we all got it. We got it all digital. In fact, it was a big choice of, like, where to download it to make sure the license lives on different But I do that. Yeah, I do. I've done that with Last of Us. I got digitally. Mm -hmm. And actually, there were a couple bugs that I assume were because I downloaded it digitally. But I, I do... I do try to get everything digital, although I love game cases and, like, DVD cases. I'm do that person. I, I am. I, guess I so am. As long as you never have to move again, it's kind of yeah. nice. But here's but the thing. I just moved, and all my shelves are, like, pretty filled out, so I'm going to start downloading stuff. There you go. There you go. Yeah. That'll, <laughs> Got everything where I want and it. And it'll slowly increase in value. And I, <laughs> I alphabetize everything, so it's going to screw up multiple shelves. Can't do that. Might as well just keep it as it is. Yeah, yeah. might as Absolutely. well just download things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I ran into a weird problem, too, where I was trying to set up, uh, while my kid was in school, trying to set up all the consoles to play, and I thought, I'm just going to make it easier on myself. I'm going to buy us all three a license for this game real quick. And so I bought it for myself, then I logged out as me, logged in as my son, went to buy it, and because I had bought it on that console, it goes, no, you can play it. You got it free. I go, I, I want to buy it. 
And it's like, mm-hmm. no, you can't. There was literally no Sorry, option. Son. Yeah. It's like this console already owns it. You can't buy it. Yeah. So it's like, oh, so it's like a weird way of like, uh, you know, there's other ways to do it. But on the Xbox network in particular, I was trying to like create a gifting scenario where I just bought it and then he could download it wherever he was. But no, that didn't work. Uh, For us, it was going to be when we set it up later. That's like the new problem of this new multiple user system world. Were you on the patch when I was talking about my troubles with Steam and how I couldn't get a free-to-play game because Gavin already owned it and he was shared on my computer? No, no. Yeah, no, yeah. He, it was uh, so a sharing unturned. problem. Yeah, yeah. I, and I've got Gavin's game library, his work game library, shared on my machine, and I wanted to get unturned, but he had not unturned, and so I couldn't get it for my account, and I couldn't play it because he was on. Right. Oh. So him being on it. was denying me access to the one that I had on my computer, and I couldn't get it for me. That's I had to kick shitty. him off. Yeah, I mean that's it's the future of multi-user systems. It's, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> We're still trying to figure all this stuff out. Sharing, yeah. sharing is hard. Yeah, as kids will teach you very quickly. Uh, but it, it does show the current environment because I bought the ninety-dollar version, right? Mm-hmm. And if a game came out like if Super Mario Three came out, you know, back in the early nineties, uh, we would have bought it on our Nintendo Entertainment System, and we all would have played it, and it would have been fifty bucks. And now it's like this game came out, we everybody in our house bought it. So it's like $270 to buy this game for everybody. And it's just the nature of the way the games are played now and also the way they're all delivered, the way we have to handle all that stuff, you know, that we all have to have our own copy to play. I'm not complaining. I love yeah. it. It's, it. We'll get way more than $270 worth of entertainment out of it, I think. Well, let's, Now that uh, I said that out loud, I'm not sure, but better. okay. I hope so. <laughs> ten year, ten years. We better hit a couple more things because there's some other big, big news this week. Okay. Uh, Speaking of spending for, lots of money for things. Yes, exactly. Uh, Microsoft. Yes. Yep. And Mojang. Well, allegedly. Allegedly? Well, allegedly. I mean, there's two different levels Notch of has already leader. responded and allegedly. said, I'm going to quit if it happens. Is that allegedly at that point? Mm-hmm. Did he, he, he's Is that what he said? said? That? Yeah. Because uh, as the, the last we were all talking about uh, it earlier today, it was, there was speculation on Bloomberg that Notch would leave if, he would not stay with the company if the sale went through, but not that there were any official word from him. That also, and also I thought an important note in that speculation was that Notch was the instigator of the deal. Yes. This yeah. article says that he went to Microsoft and said, hey, we had so much fun together. Would you like to buy my company? Which everybody else was saying that they pursued him. But Bloomberg had like. You're right. Yeah. Bloomberg just says, and again, this is all allegedly. Yeah. Says founder and owner Marcus Notch Pearson is unlikely to stay at the Swedish studio right. afterwards. So it's so all, all allegedly. Hearsay. Okay. Hearsay. Yeah. Heresy, I bet if I was, yes. uh, I bet if I was a real journalist, I would have known that. Yes, but well. Thankfully, now you're just getting sarcastic. <laughs> so let me ask you this: Is my is Mojang worth two billion dollars? Uh, uh, and is it worth two billion dollars without Marcus Pearson? Well, I mean, honestly, what is he done since Minecraft? There was Scrolls, Scrolls? which was, and he's working on X. One zero. What's what's the spaceship game? Yeah, that they he, have? Can, he can that. Did he kill that? Yeah, it's been yeah. killed. I mean, it's been dead a while now, and he's not done anything really i mean he made a great game but how involved is he at this point anyway that's the other weird thing about this purchase is usually when you buy a company like that it's for the future of that company right so they made a game and it was hugely successful is fu- hugely successful and still has a future it's almost its own economy it pretty much honestly. is yeah yeah uh but i mean one game does not a track record make they haven't released another game on parody with that yet well, and I thought it was interesting that they were saying that if Microsoft bought it, they'd still make it available on competing platforms. It's not like they're buying it and then being like, great, you can only play my- Minecraft on our systems. Like, they're still going yeah. to support it for other well, bookmark, bookmark that page. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, if you don't, though, I mean, how much money are you just peeing on at that point? Like, ah, I don't want all your bucket loads of cash. Well, they can make wow. a lot of money if they sold Halo on PS4, I bet, but they don't do that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, you say that, but Rise is now going to PC. That was like a, a console exclusive. Well, the, well mean, yeah. but there was a lot of there's a b- lot of bad blood with Rise, the Rise mm-hmm. creator and Microsoft. There's really? all sorts of weird, like they canned a, a sequel to Rise because they couldn't agree on who should own the artwork for it, and all sorts of crazy stuff there. So really? yeah, there's all sorts of weird, and that was like people weren't showing up to work, and a bunch of people got fired or laid off. I mean, and you know, it was that was a little crazy cray time. I think that Microsoft. I've said this before. I think Microsoft, or excuse me, Minecraft is the new Tetris. I think Minecraft Craft as a property itself, I think it's worth $2 billion. And I think in some of the speculation I've read is the reasons for it, and like Phil Spencer was supposedly flying over there and taking Notch to dinner and make personally involved with making this happen. I absolutely think the property itself is worth that amount simply in terms of licensing. I mean, if you could buy the license to Star Wars for two billion dollars in 1980, you would have made a lot of money. Well, that's I. I would say I agree with you because of the audience I see in Minecraft, and I see kids who play probably no other video games who have Minecraft on their parents' cell phones, who are wearing Minecraft hats, who have the swords. It's very young, and they'll continue to play as they get older. And it's a game that they all feel very passionate about, and I think that is going to be worth a lot of money in the future. Those things that target especially very young people, uh, and a lot of people play Minecraft, but it is a younger game, uh, those are very lucrative. You look at entertainment, you look at Pixar, Disney, those are some of the biggest properties there are. And I hate to say it, Star Wars is kids' movies. I mean, they are. and, and Definitely is now. Yeah, well, they always, they really always have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was a kid, I saw Star Wars in the theater 35 times because all my parents' friends took me to see it because they didn't feel like they'd go see it on their own. I mean, that's... That, they <laughs> you were the excuse. Yeah, basically. Oh, okay. You're the Chuck E. Cheese baby. And I always wanted to go, too. Always. Token child. But uh, the, the, the deal with Minecraft is that I think Minecraft has done... What major companies that already target that demographic haven't done, and they have a great uh, interactive – they've got the interactive side of it. It's Disney hasn't been able to really do it. They've, they've made some headway with Infinity. Lego hasn't been able to do it. You know, they got the Lego games, but their Lego MMO died You know, with their first-person property or their, their first-party property. Um, I think Minecraft is a really big – and I, as, as weird as it sounds for something that big, I think it's got a huge unrealized potential for the amount of money this thing can earn. You think, I think really? I think it's absolutely worth $2 billion. Well, where do you take that game at To a point? company like Microsoft. It's not, the, it's not the game necessarily. It's the property. I mean you could turn it into movies Don't just you? right off the bat, which they're already doing. But you mm-hmm. can turn it into franchises. You can turn it into interactive franchises. You can make more iterations of the game. You, oh, I mean every platform that comes out gets Minecraft. Every new tablet that comes out, you get Minecraft on it. So it's just it's just like what – I can't ask that question because I don't know what's coming next. Can will you the, really will the iWatch have a Minecraft port on it? Probably. Well, here's the thing. It's can, the Apple Watch. Yeah. Show some respect. <laughs> so is that what it is? Sorry. <laughs> Can can you make a sequel to Minecraft though? Because I mean, Me? Minecraft sure. has, has thrived. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> Minecraft two electric boogaloo. As long as you don't want to dig or craft or anything like that, I got this on lock. <laughs> yeah. The stand look. There you go. It's an art piece. Mm. Installation. Yes, you come and experience it. It experiences you, yeah. and it changes. Here's what I can do. I can take a seventh grade notebook and yeah. draw that 3D cube. That's what I can do. <laughs> but I mean, really, like the reason it's had the legs it has had is because it's continuously in development. Like the PC version of it that drives the other versions behind it. Exactly. Is constantly being updated with new things because otherwise, there's a limit of what you can do. You're going to hit a wall where it's like, all right, I'm done. But they keep updating it. They oh, well, now it's got a new animal. Let's go they check keep, out the guardian. They keep updating it for free. They do. They exactly. keep updating yeah. it for free. And see, that's part of the unrealized potential of the earning property of this of this 
company. Don't that company. say it. No, listen. I'm telling you. Don't if, say it. If they charged, if they charged four ninety nine or fourteen ninety nine for an update to Minecraft, everything. Everybody would do it. I'm not saying. Listen, this discussion. Hey, is baby, independent. you lose a tooth. Give me that dollar. Listen, I'm saying this discussion is what completely you got independent. What do you got? Mm, is that a roll of quarters? Slide it this way. Here's the way you have to look at it: is that the free updates that Microsoft or Minecraft has provided this entire time, or Mojang has provided for Minecraft. They've done that all the time for free. That was their investment in order to turn this into a $2 billion property. If they charge five bucks an update, you might not pay or you might not pay it. I would for my kids. If they want a $5 update that I know is going to entertain them for, you know, 40 hours over the course of the next month, that's a no brainer. That's an, and I know it's a safe, fun game. No brainer. It's, and it would, it would generate so much money. Why do you hate happiness? Listen, and I realize friendship. I realize I sound like I'm like, yes, charge more and all this thing. I'm just saying I'm taking this from a business perspective of it's worth more and they absolutely can get their two billion dollars back and more if they yeah. do it. But I don't think that Marcus Pearson can do that. What Marcus Pearson can do is I think he can sell that company for two billion dollars. It's a great story from hit for him for making this thing from nothing. And somebody else needs to do that with it and turn it into the property where it's on. I Are you saying I, you're like Ken Levining it, like being like I'm out. 2K, you can have Bioshock. I don't, I'm not going to do it anymore. Well, yeah, or I'm just saying it's like if Marcus Pierce just suddenly started changing the, the price of it and all that stuff, that's a different story as opposed to, you know, sold the property and these things happen mm. with it. And I think Marcus, I think, I think he would probably tell them, you know, try to put things in place where that didn't happen. But if you're going to spend $2 billion on a property, it's your property yep. at that point. No, that's true. And, yeah. and the, the interesting thing, I think, uh, that a lot of the – articles are quoting are quotes where they say like look money is very tempting but we're not going to take it so it'll be interesting to see if they actually do take that step and how they deal with that one one would wonder if they even need it you know what i mean but that's an easy thing for somebody else to say about somebody else's finances you very know what i mean if you're staring down the you know <laughs> double barrels of a billion dollars then uh you know you might you might have a different choice Quick, there google how much he's worth because that's so reliable on the internet oh yeah we'll go to the, <laughs> what is it the celebrity network did you know i'm worth five billion dollars that's right <laughs> back turning ten dollars yes. i'm worth i'm worth free tacos from space. i'm worth less than I what i have I in my worth, pocket i wish i was worth free tacos no i think i think the space discussion, tacos and just to be clear just because i don't sound you know awful like Season an awful person stardust. like i want them to charge the nose for minecraft the discussion of whether they should do it and whether it's worth it or two different things. Oh, for and I, sure. I think that that property absolutely is going to be around for a very long time. Too late. You've put the evil into the world. If Microsoft <laughs> buys them, it's all over. Yeah, I'm the guy who did that it's for Microsoft. All over. Yeah. Way to go, Bernie Burns. Yeah, I'm just sure somebody at Microsoft saw our podcast go, we can make money. That's stuff. a great Shit. idea. Shit, we can sell it? We can charge for everything? We can charge for an update that Get changes very little? on the phone. Do so, other companies know about this? Somebody tell our office department about this. <laughs> <laughs> that we, word processing has really changed a lot in the last Ooh. year. We need another $300 version of this software. Uh, I think the main thing they included in Microsoft so Office, uh, which is a division of Microsoft uh-huh. that basically prints money, the main thing that they change in every version of Office is that it's incompatible with the previous versions yep. of Office. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you email somebody this file uh, after this other one comes out, it will blow up their computer. Uh, I can't open that. I can't. Yeah. In a business is that a DocX? <laughs> no, I need you to go back and save it as the compatibility version yeah. and send it back to me. No um, one on a business level wants to have that discussion <laughs> saying, hey, you're on Office like XP. I'm on Office 95. Hey, I hate can to ask, you, uh, but uh, can you- that's why PDFs are really the standard, right? Because no, it, it just updates itself. Exactly. Or right. annoys you for four years until you do it. Google Drive, kids. There you go. Google oh, Drive. And a last super quick story. Five million Gmail accounts had their passwords hacked and leaked on a Russian site, and that sucks. Change your password, so kids. How many there Gmail accounts go. are there? I don't know, but five More million, than 5 million. got out.
probably wow. a lot. I mean, how many like fake ones are out there too? Like, yes, you, anybody I, can set one up. Yeah, this is this is the environment in which we live now. Yes. You know, this is the environment in which we live. Ebola, digital terrorism, Minecraft charging for DLC. There you go. Thanks yeah. for joining us on the patch, everyone. It's a really upper. Bye. Thanks so much. See ya. Come back later for other ones. <laughs>